gentlemen. Let's open up with a hand clap of praise this afternoon for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. We praise you. We glorify your name today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you for this hour you have brought us to. Hallelujah. We praise you because you are worthy today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, you are worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just welcome everyone to the house of the Lord this afternoon. So thankful for you to be here. I know we're missing several today, but so we uh, just ask the Lord's prayer over those who are out for various reasons. If you're watching by live stream, we thank you for tuning in. So thankful for you to tune in this afternoon. Praise the name of the Lord. Our, our uh, hearts and thoughts and, and definitely prayers are with uh, the state of Israel right now as they going through this uh, act of war that was put upon them. It is, it's not like the uh, minor aggressions and attacks that has been in the past where they shoot rockets and the, uh, the Great Iron Dome just, you know, takes care of those rockets. But this was something that was, uh, it was planned and, and thought out. God knew it was going to happen, but Israel didn't realize it was going to happen and transpire in, in the way that it did. Uh, and it was a, a just a massive invasion from lands, uh, sea, and air uh, that they have been attacked. Some, uh, some over 5,000 rockets going up, and that Iron Dome can be overwhelmed when there's that many. And so our hearts and prayers are definitely with the folks who have already been killed. I think it's seen this morning that some 200-plus now have been killed Israelis and not exactly sure how many kidnappings there have been. And, I mean, we're not talking just it was, you know, military men and women. We're talking these are kids. Uh, I heard a report where there's a young 7-year-old child that uh, was taken back over uh, into the Gaza Strip, and they were just shoving a kid around and, and uh, basically torturing him. Uh, and so we need to definitely uplift these folks in our prayer. Uh, this is God's land. This is God's chosen people. Hallelujah. Some of them have, re have do believe in Jesus Christ. Not all the Jewish uh, folks have, but some of them have. And, but nonetheless, we are to pray for the peace of Israel. And uh, the Lord has his hand in this. I'm confident in that. I know that his plan will go forth. Uh, sometimes it seems grim, and we don't uh, we don't know what's going to happen and transpire. But nothing is a surprise to uh, the Almighty. He knows exactly what's going to happen and transpire. Things are going to go according to His will. You know, uh, I pray for peace, but I know and understand that we are living in the last days. So things are going to happen that's not going to look good to us, but they're happening for a reason, for the furthering of the kingdom, and for his plan to be fulfilled. If you have been in church any length of time, you know that as the generations come past, we just see the hour gets closer and closer to his return. And I'm looking forward to his return. I'm looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So, but, we, but we do pray for those who are directly affected over there, uh, that the Lord would just give them protection. Uh, and have his hand in this. Israel is a mighty nation. They are mighty uh, military uh, people over there. And, you know, they they will they will have the upper hand because God is on their side. 
Amen. And so uh, with that being said this morning, it uh, looks like uh, the announcement for uh, the week is uh, Michelle and I have anniversary on today. So. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, thank the Lord for uh, Michelle uh, so very much. Her, uh, she is very, very good to me. And I'd love to say all kind of stuff about her, but y'all know I need to hold it back there. So uh, thank the Lord for her. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> so um, on uh, Wednesday, remember Bible study, 7 p.m. Uh, come together on Wednesday for Bible study. Remember that we had a great, tremendous time in prayer meeting this past Wednesday. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for what he did in our prayer meeting on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just The Lord works in a mighty way, uh, don't he, Sister Major, on, on prayer meeting. He just I don't, We come together in corporate prayer, and we do that. We pray for other various things, and then like this past Wednesday, we, uh, we end out and we pray for a couple in, uh, individuals, and the Lord just has his way. So if you, you know, don't ever count out prayer meeting uh, when it's the first of the month, uh, you know, be here, be here for prayer meeting. You'll, you'll be blessed and touched by the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord knows what you're going through. The Lord knows what your situation is, and he, he wants to touch you. He, he wants to um, meet you right at your need. Hallelujah. So uh, be here for prayer meeting. So very important. Uh, just uh, remember that um, next Wednesday, a week from this Wednesday, on the 18th, we're going to have an eating meeting. Uh, so from 6 to 6.45, we will have a dinner before our Wednesday night Bible study. So everyone's welcome uh, to be here for that on the 18th. So just remember that. Also, remember that uh, the Trunk or Treat is coming up on the 28th. Uh, we're going to be doing that for 3 to 6 p.m. So on that Saturday, the 28th. So remember that, sign up for that. If you're not already signed up for it and be planning, preparing for that, we're looking for a great time of that. And also be bringing your candy in. I see more candies uh, coming in back there, so that's great. Uh, this is what we're, uh, we're not doing a festival this year like we have in the times past. Our focus this year is on this trunk or tree. So let's get behind this, support this. And uh, I'm, I know that the Lord will work great in that. And then on the 22nd, we're going to have a fellowship dinner dinner after service uh, on the October 22nd for past appreciation. Uh, so remember that coming up, that we will have that on the 22nd. Praise the name of the Lord. also want to mention uh, Pastor Nathan Lowe's uh, book here that he come out with, The One True Bread. And I've started uh, reading mine. This is only $5. You will be so blessed in, in this book. It gives... Uh, a uh, brief history of the Associated Brotherhood of Christians, how it kind of got started, what the, the belief system is on uh, the um, communion, uh, literal or spiritual. There's a lot of background, a, a lot of scriptures. Uh, if you have not picked one up yet, uh, do yourself a favor and uh, get one. It's only $5, and you will be blessed and uh, have some uh, opening understanding on uh, one true bread here about communion. So, uh, be sure and get one. I think there's about five that I've seen out there. And praise the Lord. I believe that is all the announcements for today. The, the Lord gave me uh, 
Psalm 92, and I know it's a few more than I normally read, but I could, I didn't feel like leaving anything out, so just bear with us as we get through, uh, through our uh, devotion this morning. Psalm 92, we're going to pick up, begin reading verse 5, and uh, it's uh, really great verses here uh, to help each and every one. Uh, he brought it to my attention last night as I was taking in all the stuff about what's going on with Israel and all as well, so I, I feel like it fits right in with them as well. But Beginning in verse 5, O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn, everybody said my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. That oil does not change, it does not go stale, it does not dry out. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Y'all get ready to get happy now. This is good stuff right here. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Are you planted today in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Are you stable in Jesus Christ? Is your firm foundation on Him? Hallelujah. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Hallelujah. It's not going to end. Hallelujah. Your time is not over. You are still going to bear fruit in your walk with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Your time is not over. It has just begun. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That fresh oil, that anointing that you have when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, it has not diminished. It has not dried up. It has not went stale. It is still fresh on your life today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. He's my rock today. I love Him. Let's stand this afternoon. Let's just worship the Lord in these next few moments. And as the praise team comes, let's worship the Lord wholeheartedly today. Let's give Him praise for that fresh anointing on our lives and know that we are not done. We are His children and there is yet to be more work to be done in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the
no matter how big. My Come on. God is mighty to save. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Oh, Savior, He can move the mountains. 
for my Lord. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. And I'm promising that I'm gonna serve him till I die. And I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I'm this again. I'm fighting for my Savior. The battle's almost won. The trumpet will be sounded for the coming of the sun. We're gonna lay our armor down, pick up our robe and crown, then we'll walk the streets of gold with our love. Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my suffering violence and the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. It is time to take by force those who are in the kingdom of God that the devil is trying to put chains on that Jesus has already busted loose. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Glory to the name of the Lord. We are on a battlefield. Hallelujah. 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 We're on a battlefield. It's only getting hotter and darker every day. Hallelujah. But we have the true light. Hallelujah. We have one that will show us the way. Hallelujah. We have one that gives us the weapons of the warfare we need. Hallelujah. We we know the one that's already won the victory over it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, we just declare it right now in the name of the Lord. We declare it's done in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All over this house while worship was going on and you were praising and you were giving honor to the glory of God. Whatever's going on in your life, we declare done in the name of the Lord right now. Hallelujah. We're on a battlefield that the devil's trying to wear you out. The devil's trying to put obstacle in front of obstacle in front of you so you'll stumble, so you'll trip up and fall, so you'll lose your faith in Christ Jesus. But he's already won the battle. Woo, hallelujah. He has already won the battle. Glory to his name. I praise you. I praise you. Let's just praise the Lord for 30 seconds. I praise you. I glorify your name. You've done the work, Father. I praise you. I glorify your name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, what what was it that um, uh, the Lord said to you? 
I don't know, maybe it was a previous paradise that which we have to go through to be able to do it. Whatever you expect. Whatever we expect, the Lord will do it. Hallelujah. We have expectation of the Lord today. Hallelujah. He 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 has already done it. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise His holy name. Well, God is good. And all the time, let's give Him one more hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Praise His holy name. Uh, I'm going to ask the blessing for the tithes and offering this week. And Brother Paul, when, when I get done praying, will you help Brother Douglas out receiving the offering this morning? Appreciate it, Brother. Yeah, Heavenly Father, hallelujah. Let's just pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon our offering. Mighty Jesus, we come to you. We thank you for your wonderful presence. We thank you for every chain you've already broken, Lord. And Lord, now we ask in prayer upon the tithes and offering for this week. We ask you, Lord, to bless the gift and the giver, Heavenly Father, and let all the glory come back to your name, the mighty name of Jesus, for it all belongs to you anyway. Everything that, everything that has ever been belongs to you, and we thank you for sharing with us, and we in turn give back to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. God bless you as you give today. Hallelujah. Glory. Where can I turn? When there's no one else to turn to, who can I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who can I lean on in the time of tribulation? I go to the rock, I know he's able, I go to stone that the builders rejected I'm up to the mountain and the mountain stands by me when the earth all around is seeking sand Christ the solid rock I stand when I need shelter when I need a friend I go to where can I hide Till the storms of life are raging Who do I run to When the winds of sorrow blow Is there a refuge Oh, in my time of tribulation I go to the rock I know he's able I go to the rock of my salvation. Go to the stone that the bitter riches. To the mountain and the mountain stand by me. When the earth all around is sinking sand. Across the solid rock I'll stand. When I need you, hallelujah. salvation. Go to the stone that the builder rejected. Run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around is sinking sand, across the solid rock I stand. When I need shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. How many glad for that rock today? Thank you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the holy name of the Lord. Glory to his name. It is so great to have uh, Brother Daryl Hester with us this morning. And uh, Brother Daryl, just give us a word of testimony, brother. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. all about the presence of the Lord and uh, he's already here like uh, I believe it was brother Flannery said uh, at rise the Lord is everywhere he's, and he's already here we just got we just got to walk in his presence we got we we got to get in line with him he's already here hallelujah thank the Lord so I I thank the Lord what he will do when we allow him to do it we we just rebuke this old flesh and but uh, we're going to ask Sister Kathy to come at this time and uh, share with us a special song. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. You know, my heart was heavy yesterday, too. I like to not get out of the house because I was so heavy. I was so caught up with Israel. Anytime, you know, I have Israel in my mind, I have a prayer for shop like Brother Sammy from Israel. And I just, you know, I just buried my face down. You know, a word, that heaviness, that, like a cloak on yesterday. And, uh, but it's okay. I know that the burden is the Lord's and the battle is the Lord's, right? But we're supposed to be, we're supposed to identify with that. With that suffering and that pain and that loss. And I just want to sing. You guys sing oldie but goodie. Help Brother Sammy and I. I'm homesick for heaven. I'm trying to travel the path that is straight. Each day brings me closer.
table spread in splendor Someone standing by open door Come on I can see the crystal river Oh God, I must be near forever Lord, I've never been before Sick before I see the bright and bright shine yes, It's just about home time And I can't see my father standing at the door But no one is old and feeble anymore Oh, this so lonesome heart is crying But soon I'm gonna take my wings for flying Lord, I've ever been this old sick before Will I see the bright light shine service uh we're going to forego the meet and greet this afternoon we'll dismiss for children's church and just stand, uh, you can stand stretch um, holler to your neighbor across the room just for a second and uh, we'll turn the service over to pastor so we'll dismiss for children's church and praise the lord everyone else can do everybody the just stand and stretch your legs and wave at people across the aisle
God is good. And all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise. All I can say is wow. You see what a difference pre-service prayer makes? I invite everybody to prayer room every Sunday morning is going to be open at 9.30 for people to come in and spend some time in prayer. Uh, you come in, you don't have to spend the whole 30 minutes, but you just go in to get your mind on God and get yeah. the clutter cleared away. And uh, I've learned this from Brother Flannery and Brother Baldridge. The pre-service prayer makes a difference in the anointing of God in the service. It makes a difference. Um, a lot of people is going on this stuff that's going around and allergies and different things. I miss Brother Bobby and Sister Linda. They're, they're still out today. Brother Bobby has been pretty sick. And I, I got a message from Sister Linda again last night and continue to pray for him. And a lot of this stuff is going around. And uh, uh, I haven't been able to do hardly anything without coughing. Met um, uh, Malachi and Amber over here yesterday to do um, premarital counseling. They'll tell you, just sitting behind my desk, just trying to talk, I get to coughing. So in a pre-morning prayer this morning, uh, after everybody got praying, I stood in the middle and asked, asked for people there to pray that God take care of my throat so I won't get to coughing. And you see how much singing I did in this morning. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them, God's all right. Hallelujah. I said, God's all right. So, old black spiritual, they used to get getting in black church singing, well, what do you think about Jesus? He knows. Well, now, what do you think about Jesus? He knows. Oh, what do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Well, he's all right. Oh, one more time. Well, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? He's all right. What do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Well, he's all right. All right. Give him a hand clap. It is really great to see our brother Daryl visiting with us today. Amen. Uh, my mind goes back. To a lot of powerful services we've had. I was watching not long ago, it's still on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and you can see in our old building. We used to have in the middle of wintertime winter fire revivals. And it's you ought to go on there and look and you can see dear old brother Swan. Amen preaching there and brother Daryl standing back there leaning against that wall with that guitar. Amen. And man, we, we, you talk about an altar service. That place was packed full. 
Uh, people getting filled with the Holy Ghost, healed, set free, and delivered. And what I like about Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. I got to get into my message because I got a word that God desires me to share with this body and those of you that's watching online because we already got a baptism lined up for today. Hallelujah. Last Wednesday night in our in our prayer meeting, uh, my great nephew there um, came to me and uh, said, I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be baptizing him uh, today in just a little bit. So let me get on into the word. I'm going to start off with a set of scriptures that all Pentecostal people knows about. Nothing new. But God's given me something special from it. We're going to the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. I'm going to read verses 44 through 48. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, that meaning Jews, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know they had gotten the gift of the Holy Ghost? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which has received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them. Notice that. It wasn't an option. Like some churches and some preachers preach. You can if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. So baptism is a commandment. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Somebody tell me the Lord's name. Mm. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Let's pray. Father, we know that you are here. We've already felt you. (coughs) The worship has been astounding. Now I'm asking God that you will help my frail mortal flesh to bring out this word that you have given to us today and that all who hear may receive revelatory understanding and receive what you want us to have today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, and God bless you and you can be seated. The scripture that I read Starting off, well, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. 
and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. God spoke a word in my spirit to share with you today, and that word is this. Don't be astonished. Ronnie mentioned a while ago about that um, word that came forth uh, in a prayer meeting. And uh, it was not this past prayer meeting, but the one before that. Everybody had gotten through praying and we was getting ready to leave. And the Holy Ghost began to speak. And through interpretation of what the Holy Ghost spoke, God says, whatever you expect is what I'll give. Think about that. Brother Darrell, the Word says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly more above all that we even think or ask. Now just hang on to your seats because I've got a rumbling inside me right now. God wants me to tell this church, don't be astonished. Don't be surprised when God moves because he wants to do it. Everything a child of God goes through, they go through it for a purpose. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Lord's allowed me to go through some things health-wise in the last few years. And I honestly believe the reason why is the hour that we're living in and God has drawn his true church, his true church up higher to be ready when he returns. I have been the recipient of some mighty miracles by the hand of God. Not me, not because of my goodness and my greatness, because I have issues like everybody else. Hallelujah. I can tell you that I'm righteous this morning, but not in my righteousness, but I'm in the righteousness that he laid upon me. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, thank God for the Spirit of God where God speaks to people. Everybody knows about how three years ago, five blood pressure medications twice a day wasn't keeping my blood pressure under control. And God took care of that. And then it's just been a few weeks ago just been a few weeks ago, three different cardiologists told me, you've got to have open heart surgery. What happens if I don't? You're not going to survive. If you want to live, you've got to have it. Oh, really? And I went back to the same conference I went for the blood pressure. 
I went expecting. I can breathe so deep in my lungs right now. Now you tell me, can somebody with a heart condition do this? Well, what do you think about Jesus? Well, what do you think about Jesus? Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory. God sent me to tell somebody here today, don't be astonished when God does something. All of us have been involved in, who have been involved in church and the message of Christ in any length of time, undoubtedly you experienced the move of the Spirit and you've seen the Holy Ghost work. So the question we got to address is, why should we be astonished or amazed when God shows up and shows out? Hallelujah. Think about it. God so much wants to take us to a level higher than we've ever been before. If we just be willing and obedient, should not, and I thank, praise God for confirmation of words that were said before I got up here. But should not we have expectancies of what God can and will do anytime people are hungry and the word of God is declared? God spoke to me and I almost felt a remorseful spirit. And he's told me this. He said, all my people believe that I can do it, but only a handful believe that I will. Think about that. Because God with a remorseful heart put that in my spirit. All my people believe I can, but few believe that I will. That is the biggest key to somebody getting their miracle and the healing that they need in their life. I wasn't scared. I wasn't concerned. The, while I was still in recovery after they did the heart cath on me, and he come there telling me, God, hey, I enjoy rejoicing. I enjoy talking in tongues. But the Holy Ghost is there for a whole lot more than that. It's a comforter, I believe the word says. And when he told me what he told me, I was comforted, folks. Hallelujah. From the get-go, I was comforted. It took some prayer. I mean, I felt like, I mean, 
I wasn't receiving which way to go for a while. And Sister Darlene was praying, and she was having a hard time getting an answer uh, that way. But still, in all of that, even though I didn't know for sure which way God was going to lead me, I was comforted. Hallelujah. I knew, it was gonna, I knew God was going to take care of it. I knew he was going to take care of it. Now, the scripture setting that I read to you here just a few minutes ago, this thing when Peter and his delegation went to Cornelius' house, it was about five to seven years after Pentecost when uh, the Holy Ghost was fell out and the church was uh, uh, gave birth. <coughs> about five to seven years had passed. Now was the time for the church to expand. It was time for it to grow. It was time for them to break out of the four walls of Judaism into the whole world. Like Jesus said, he says, you wait or tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power and on high. But he told them, he said, he didn't tell them to continue to stay there. After it goes, he said, you're going to be witnesses to me throughout all Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And up to that time, only Jews had gotten the Holy Ghost. Only Jews had a relationship with God. And now, about five to seven years after Pentecost, hey, they were just gathered around there in Jerusalem and having a great old time. Miracles was happening and uh, more and more people uh, was, was coming to the faith, being baptized and, and all that. But uh, now was the time for the church to bust out of the walls and expand to all nationalities, tongues of men. Amen. And God had prepared a vessel to open up the door of expansion. And this vessel was a man by the name of Cornelius who was a Roman centurion. That was the vessel he chose. There were a group of Jews who came with Peter and to his Gentile house. And these Jews that came with Peter, they had seen what happened at Pentecost. And they had seen that in that very same day that over 3,000 was baptized. And they seen all of that. So they, like many of us, they had witnessed the move of the Holy Ghost. Yet when they heard these Gentiles being filled with the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues, they were astonished. They were amazed. They were that God was moving amongst them low-life Gentiles. Uh. Church. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, I'm, in I'm expecting something right now for God to do something powerful in this service. Mm. Church. If you will only allow God 
I believe God wants to do something that will literally blow your mind. Hallelujah. I believe God wants to do something in everybody's life in this house and everybody watching online that will literally blow your mind. I, I want God to do something this morning that will just blow my socks off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. He desires to transport you. See, we're living far below what we can have. And we've gotten used to being used to the same old, same old. This whole service has been orchestrated by God. The songs that were sung today, I didn't know what was going to be sung. Hallelujah. Amen. But we don't want the ordinary. How many people got up to go to church this morning? Amen. And they're going to have the same old ordinary, dead, dried, no spirit of God moving. And they go home and they leave the same way that they got there. Lord, I want you to see my heart that I won't be satisfied with anything ordinary. Hallelujah. Lord, I want you to blow my mind this morning at Christ Family Church. I want you to blow, do something that will blow my mind. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to pick up on where I'm at. And it'll prove that you like me. You just you just an old coot. You got some years on you. If you know where I'm coming from, Brother Scott, when I make this statement right here, God this morning in this service wants to take us to a place to where we can say, Toto, we're not in Kansas no more. Right. No, I don't believe this is Kansas. This ain't dull, dry, no color Kansas. Hallelujah. We done been transported somewhere else. Hey, sometimes it takes a storm to get you where you know. Oh, sometimes God has to send a cyclone your way. Glory, hallelujah, to get you to where you need to be. You know what I'm going to say? My, 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 my. You're in trouble now, brother. God's done touched me. I feel like I did when I was 20 years old. I'm not going to preach three or four hours. (laughs) It all comes, it all comes by what we expect. Now, let me break down a couple things. I'm going to try to rush on what we've got let's say to not do number one don't be judgmental the reason why God well let me put it this way one reason why those Jews that came to Peter were astonished at what God was doing 
was because of their judgmental attitudes and spirit of prejudice over the Gentile believers. Come on. Amen. I mean, you know, all the Jews, they called the Gentiles dogs and outcasts. You know that. And they, one reason why what they were seeing was amazing them and what they were seeing making them astonished because they had too much judgmental attitudes and spirit of prejudice. They were used to having God only move with the Jews. But now, Brother Scott, he was doing a new thing. Mm. Don't be, look at your neighbor and say, don't be astonished. Don't be astonished when God begins doing a whole new thing in your life, in your family's life, and also in the church. (laughs) You know what I've learned about God? God always likes to shake it up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes we Pentecostals, we talk about, oh, man. Hey, man, I just want to walk in the deep life. I want to just walk in the deep life. I'm going to tell you something. That deep life, some of us talks about God, looks at it and says we're just playing in a rut. Hello, somebody. We get in a rut. That's why God likes to shake it up sometimes. Every now and then, God likes a good shake up. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Let's see what that says. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Mm. Hallelujah. Don't remember the former things. God says some of you ain't been doing nothing for a long time but think, talking about how church used to be. How the power used to fall. Huh? Amen. God says, I want you to forget the former things. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we've we've had some good moves of the Spirit. But I'm going to tell you something. God's got you here right now at this time and this place. He's ready to take you a notch higher. He's ready to do something new in your life that's going to blow your mind. So don't be astonished. The Jews had been stuck in a dead, dry religion, my mind, which only gave hope to a few people. But Jesus came shaking it up. Look by, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. He loved to shake it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, he, he, he kept a messed up, Lord of mercy, healing people on the Sabbath day. Allowing the disciples to go through the grain field on the Sabbath day and take the grains of corn and eat some when they got hungry. Come on, somebody. (laughs) He spent three and a half years just shaking up those old Pharisee lives. Well, 
Pentecost, apostolic people has got too many Pharisees in the church today. God's got to shake them up. And you better hope he does if you want to be rapture ready. Hallelujah. See, God first gave the vision to Peter and told Peter, don't you dare call common or unclean what I have cleansed. Come out of your judgmental attitude. God didn't make everybody just like you, and praise God, I'm glad he didn't. You ever thought about how how nice everything was if everybody in the church was just like me? <laughs> God made us all individuals. And one thing that's been bad about Pentecost down through the years, instead of trying to preach, preach to people and bring them to Christ and make them have the image of Christ, we try to have them the image of our particular uh, standards. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's preaching right now. Mm. <laughs> Glory. Let's, let's let God use who he wants to use. Even if they don't talk like I talk or they don't look just exactly like I look, if God decides to use them, who am I to say they can't be used by God? Come on, somebody. God's talking to us. See, Acts chapter 10, verses 1, 1 and 2. I didn't read it a while ago. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. In other words, he was a pretty good moral man without being saved because he wasn't saved yet. Salvation was of the Jews. But yet he had some morals about him. And he, did, he needed to go deeper in God. And God needed a vessel to open up salvation to the Gentile people. But why, did, why would God use Cornelius and those Jews that was with him not only were they prejudiced because he was a Gentile, but this man was a Roman centurion. A centurion was some who led a, a, a group of 100 men. And Rome had conquered the world. And they was known to be ruthless and heartless, kind of like what Hamas was, has been doing to Israel, hitting them all the time and kicking little kids in the head and, and all that kind of man that's going on right now. Um, I, I could preach you a big message about that where we're at right now, folks. Mm. Hallelujah. So they was, they was astonished because old Cornelius, he was, a, he, was a, a, he was over these an army of these Romans who had conquered lands, many people had been killed by them, and most of those centurions were ruthless men. So, no doubt there was some in that group of Jews 
had some prejudice. Well, God can't use somebody like Cornelius because that's, he, he, he's led these old Roman armies and slaughtered people and tore down walls of cities. Let me tell you something. God will use who he wants to use. And I don't, I don't care if there may have been a thousand Roman centurions that was ruthless. The Bible said this man, he was devoted to God. Even though he didn't have the Holy Ghost, even though he uh, hadn't received the full salvation, yet he lived a good moral life and he was ready for God to do a change in him. Let us not be judgmental. Let us not say, well, God can't use this one and can't use this one because of this, that, or the other thing. Uh, one thing I learned early in my life, uh, well, well, two things, and I think especially every young preacher needs to learn these two things more, more than anything else. Number one, there's only one God. And number two, you're not him. Hallelujah. There's only one God, and number two, I'm not him. So I can't, I, I'm not the one to be the judge of who God can or cannot use. The second thing is, and I talked a few minutes ago about getting in a rut. The second thing is, don't be set in your ways. Hmm? I came down in Bible class, and Brother Kyle was teaching this morning. About the time I come in, he made, made the statement. I don't know uh, what is the mark of stupidity or whatever is doing the same old thing, expecting different results. Yeah, a definition of insanity. Keep doing the same old thing, expecting different. <laughs> Folks, we need, we need to not be set in our ways. Many times we are astonished when God moves because we have become set in our ways and have a mindset set like, well, we've always done it like this. Hmm? We have that mindset, well, we've always done it this way, never stopping to think that there possibly could be a better way, a new thing, a new way. Now, now I'm not talking about changing the doctrine. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about compromising the faith. Amen. The message stays the same, but from generation to generation, the methods has to change. Amen. We've got to figure out how to reach this generation as God's got us in right now. I want to take you to one more scripture. In the book of Mark, chapter 2, verses, beginning verse 3. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? 
He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? If they only knew. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. But you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them, and all that were uh, there were amazed. Hmm? They were amazed. They were astonished. And glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. I believe the original King James says, we never saw it on this fashion before. Don't wait on God to do to move in a way that he did years ago when our founding pastor was pastoring. He was a great man of God. Everybody loved him. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about him. No, not whatsoever. But what worked in Brother Hale's generation may not work in mine. And if the Lord delays his coming and I'm going on and somebody else fills my shoes, God will probably do a whole different thing again. Don't sit there and wait for God to do it just like everything like he did. Because God does change his methods sometimes. So in closing... Let's never be astonished when God does the miraculous. I made God a promise. I said, Lord, when I knew he was going to take care of this situation for me, I said, Lord, I'm going to be preaching. If you do this, I'm going to be preaching different about divine healing than I've ever preached. The first time I was healed, they were men of God, laid their hands on me, and I knew when the power came and the blood pressure dropped. This last time, I can't say no particular person laid their hands on me, and at that moment in time, I was delivered, I was healed. God just done it. What I'm telling you, when you come to the house of God, don't sit there sick and waiting for an altar call. Or wait for the preacher to call for the sick. Or if you need a miracle of some kind. What God wants, God's wanting to do a new thing. And if we'll let him do it, it will, it will show his power greater. God wants to, when we get in here, that we create the atmosphere that I don't care if you're sitting on the back row or the front row, God will miraculously take care of your need without the pastor laying a hand on you. Is not God in this house? Is he not able? 
Wow, we're going to be astonished when God moves like that. Don't you realize that that shows more power of God if God moves like that than you come up here and somebody lays hands on you? The first time God told Moses to smite the rock, water came forth. They all got their fill. They continued to wander in the wilderness and came back to the same rock years later. They were thirsty again. God says, speak, Moses, to the rock. Mm. Mm. What we got back here? Chris has done hiding sticks on me. Speak to the rock, Moses. Oh, but God, I've been carrying this this stick here for forty years. I've seen I've seen this thing throw down and turn into a serpent, and I've seen it swallow up the other magicians' serpents. Lord, I was standing at the Red Sea, and I stretched forth this stick. And it parted. And a few years ago, we was at this rock and we needed water. And I took this stick and I smoked that water, that rock, and the water ran out. And I said, yeah, well, that's well and good, but I want you to just speak to it. Because that was going to show God more power. He didn't touch the rock. He just, he just speak to it. And the water began to flow. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But because, because he, even though he was a great man, a great um, a prophet of God, yet he's still like us. He had to deal with his flesh. And he let anger get the best of him because he was so upset with the people. He took that stick and he smote the, wa- uh, the rock. Water come out but it kept him out of the promised land. He could only get up on the mountain, Brother Paul, and look at it. He couldn't go in it. So church, let God do something in you in your life. And don't be astonished. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to the day comes and we'll we'll see people blinded eyes come in this church and we'll open up. Hallelujah. Sister Lynn has been having a, a big hard time. She was not able to make it last Sunday, not able to make it this Sunday. But, but see, I won't be astonished when she comes dancing in that door Sunday. I won't be surprised. I won't be astonished. Everybody stand. I want them to put on the tape. The altars are open if you need to talk to the Lord. Listen to look at the words of this song. Yes, Lord. God's here. I will be glad to lay hands on you. But I'm telling you, if you believe God, 
I don't have to lay hands on you. God can touch you. Where you're standing. We call this an altar, but there's this whole church is one big altar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Speak to us today. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. My Lord, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. That's the plan of salvation, repentance. Give it to the Lord today. Your struggles, your battles. There is a man in this service that God wants to bring you deliverance. I know who you are, but I'm not going to come to you. You're going to have to come up here. If you really want deliverance, meet me here right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know who you are. God is offering you something today. Your whole life will be changed. Your whole life will be different. Yes, Lord. Those who call upon him will never be the same. Aren't you ready? Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy keep you back. This is your last opportunity. Yes, Lord. Brother Kyle, would you and Brother Douglas get the Bible stand disconnected? Ron, y'all can go ahead and get ready. You can go get ready for the baptism, brother. You don't have to move the flowers in. Huh? No, move this, not the flowers. Okay, yeah, you just, you'll have to cut it off. <laughs>